Welcome to the PM&R Scholars Podcast. The following is a recording from our virtual residency fair. We're joined by the Medical College of Wisconsin PM&R program to discuss the unique aspects of their residency. Hope you enjoy. Everybody is staying uh, healthy. Obviously, this is a really difficult time to be going through um, kind of the residency process. So I know I speak for everybody, I think, in the PM&R community when I say that we're all here to help. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out if there's anything that we can do here at MCW or, or I'm sure anywhere uh, to make this process easier. Uh, a little bit about myself. I uh, did all my, I grew up in Georgia. I did all of my you know, undergrad and medical school in Georgia and then fell in love with the MCW PM&R program on interview day, decided to brave the, the tundra and kind of move up here from Georgia. And I, I really haven't looked back. A little bit of, you know, background. We, we are an advanced program. We have six residents per class, uh, 18 residents total. We come from all over. Uh, do tend to, to take more from the Midwest, but obviously I'm from, I'm from Georgia. We have a Canadian, a, a fellow from, from California. So we really take from, from anywhere. Uh, and to look at our program leadership, we have uh, Dr. Ketchum, who's our program director. He might be here uh, tonight to help answer questions if they come up. Uh, and then Associate Programs Director, Dr. Goodfriend on the Pete side, and Dr. Katsonis, who works over at the VA. Uh, one thing I'll say about this leadership team is that all of them are super interested in medical education and kind of bend over backwards to make this the best program that they can make it. Uh, super, super, super responsive to uh, resident feedback, which is one of the things that I love most about this program. <coughs> And a couple other important people, Sue, Sue Abrams is our program manager. She's extraordinary, uh, kind of keeps the day-to-day -day operations of the program alive. And then Dr. Brazo is our chair. She's a uh, prior program director for MCW. She trained here, uh, did all of her med school and training here, and sits on the board of the ABPM&R. And if, if there's one thing to say about Dr. Brazo, I just want to give her a shout out for being like maybe the most approachable chair that I've ever interacted with. Uh, we had a book club at her house, and she's always making sure that the residents are are happy and healthy and and everything is running smoothly i think kind of as a holdover from her days as a program director so truly exceptional chair that we have at dr Braza. Uh looking at the training sites we have three main clinical sites and then a couple clinics scattered around um, nothing more than about a 15 minute drive from the main campus so we do a lot of our training at freighter hospital which is a, a large level one trauma center located in a city called wawatosa which is just outside of uh, milwaukee it's a 735 bed level one trauma center uh, very busy busy cancer center a pretty busy transplant program you'll see pretty much anything that you could imagine seeing uh, at freighter children's wisconsin is another level one trauma center a really big busy very well-ranked uh, children's hospital, which is uh, physically attached to freighter through a tunnel system. And then we also do some work at the VA, which is about a 10 to 15 minute drive, unless you are like me and tend to get lost most of the time. Um, this is not actually the hospital building. I just think this building is beautiful. Uh, the the Zablocki VA, I think was the second VA in the country to open and it's the campus is gorgeous. So the building that you actually work in kind of looks like a hospital or a VA, but if you get get time to like walk around the, the campus uh, at the at the VA. It's, it's incredible uh, with these old buildings and, and green green spaces and all this stuff. Uh, the other great thing about the, the VA is that it's located within walking distance to, to Miller Park and we actually get free brewers tickets on Sundays if you uh, if you work at the VA. So there have been Sundays when I've been on call and then I uh, mosey over to the Miller Park and catch part of a brewers game, which is pretty great. 
As for our design, most of our rotations are two-month rotations located at one of those three sites. Uh, at Freighter, we have a, currently we have an in-house rehab unit. Uh, we are soon transitioning to a standalone rehab hospital, which is going to be a, a big and I think very positive change for the program uh, that I imagine will be kind of underway by the time that you guys will be coming in. Uh, at Freighter, our inpatient months are grouped by diagnosis, so there's an SEI service, a neuro rehab service, and a kind of general service which deals with amputations and transplants and, and those sorts of patients. The VA uh, units are split into spinal cord and non-spinal cord. So on our VA inpatient unit, you'll see some patients with stroke and some with TBI, some uh, amputation patients with amputations kind of all in the same morning. And that, that variety is pretty nice to get it all at the same time and keep fresh on all of those different um, kind of topics. And then if you look at the kind of more general breakdown uh, of the program overall, we do have uh, 12 inpatient months, four consult months, and then 20 outpatient months. We do have four elective months uh, included in that split between PGY3 and four years um, and between the VA and Freighter. And then we have four months of EMG, which is again split, which is split between PGY3 and four years, uh, which is kind of nice because it means as a PGY4, you get some, some good teaching opportunities for the PGY3. We also have relatively, I think, more spinal cord injury training than most programs. So we have two months at Freighter, which is more acute spinal cord injury management, and then four months at the VA, which uh, as, a, as a general rule are more, more chronic injuries, uh, though we do get some acute uh, spinal cord injuries over there as well. Our call, which I know was really important to me when I was applying, uh, we have a home call system right now. Um, basically, there are two types of call. There's week call, which is Monday through Thursday in the evenings covering the VA and freighter services. And then weekend call, where basically you cover one, one or two of the services from starting at Friday at 5 p.m. and then last week to Sunday morning. Call burden, like I'm sure is true at, at most or all programs, decreases as you move through. So 12 weekends, five weeks as a PGY2, and then as a PGY4, there are no week calls in about five weekends. The great thing is that if you're not on call, you are off. So you know, even PGY2, which is a relatively larger call burden, that's you know 40 weekends out of the year that that are totally your own. And also very rare to have to come in after hours. We super, super, I've never done an after hours admission. I think I've, I've come in maybe four or five times in my residency, which is average or a little bit more than for most, most residents. Um, looking at our educational activities, we're all really excited this year. We're moving to a 12 month uh, academic half day cycles, kind of a 12 month uh, didactic schedule, which is a change that was sort of pushed for and, and requested by the residents and the, the uh, program leaders took it and ran with it and turned it into this really exciting um, academic half day schedule that we're all really excited about. And one of the coolest things about it is that we're planning on doing what we're calling workshop Wednesdays. So, so basically we'll have a month of didactics on a topic and then at the end of the month there's going to be a hands-on workshop related to that topic. So uh, after a month of learning about stroke rehab we'll have a hands-on spasticity management um, kind of hands-on workshop, which will be, I think, a, a really neat way to, to get some hands-on kind of nitty-gritty training. In addition to the uh, weekly academic half days on that 12-month cycle, we have yearly, uh, year-long um, didactics. So for PGY-2, it's anatomy and physical exam. For PGYs 3 and 4, it's EMG didactics. And to, to segue here, I think our EMG nerve conduction studies training is maybe one of my favorite parts of this program. It's, it's absolutely top-notch uh, and a, a big reason why is because we have these, these didactics which start at the beginning of your PGY3 year, last through PGY4, and it's just time to, to sit with your co-residents and friends and talk through cases and, and how to think through electrodiagnostic studies, and it's super fun. Uh, in addition, we have you know, 
monthly faculty-led board review, and we have a journal club that I'll talk about a little bit more opportunities to present cases with your co-residents and then m and So just some examples of some of our educational activities that are fun. So on the top left, uh, you will see one of our APDs uh, testing a blink reflex on, on our program director, which was a big joy for all of us. The middle three pictures are pictures from our prior spasticity workshop. And then top right is our journal club, which I wanted to highlight. Obviously, this is before COVID, but uh, I, I love this part of our program, and I'm sure we'll get back to it. But every quarter for journal club, uh, there would be a faculty member who hosted. It was a time for us to get to know the faculty and their families a little bit better, and then kind of have a more informal journal club. So here you'll see me. I have just lost Jenga, meaning that I have to present in this ridiculous cheese hat. It was a, a really fun night early on in the year to get to know the new PGY2s and talk about some some PMNR topics. We also do have some ACGME and non-ACGME uh, accredited fellowships. We have a pain management, spinal cord injury fellowships. We have a sports medicine uh, fellowship, which is through the Department of Orthopedic Surgery, but the program director uh, is PMNR trained and did, did her training here. So it's a, a PMNR friendly program. And then we have a, a really unique uh, non-ACGME accredited fellowship, which is our neuro rehab and spasticity management fellowship. I would think it's one of only a couple in the country that's a really a intensive fellowship focusing on spasticity management. Not, not too many other opportunities like this uh, around, which I think is really great. And so just as an example, looking at last year's class, one, one resident went on to do a pain medicine fellowship at Minnesota. Three went on to do sports at MCW, Utah, and UIC. One person is doing that spasticity fellowship here, and then one went out into practice. And both of our spasticity fellows from last year got some pretty solid jobs. And last year, we did have a five to one kind of of fellowship to practice ratio, but obviously it changes year to year. If you look back, there are years where more people went into practice and there have been even splits. So I think that's just a, a variance from year to year. And then another really cool thing, I might be a little biased here, but I think this is a really cool thing about our program is we do have these longitudinal tracks. Uh, it started with the research intensive track. This is for residents who want to get their hands a little bit more, more dirty with research. Um, obviously, all I think all residencies have a research requirement and all residents here are expected to present a research topic at the end of their training. But for, for residents that are interested in taking on a, a, a bigger, more, more prospective study, um, they can apply and, and participate in the research intensive track which gives them additional protected time funding and a little bit of extra mentorship to get those bigger projects underway uh, and it's been uh, the, the residents that I know who are participating in this have been super successful and then uh, I approached the program leadership about starting a medical edu education track as a PGY2 and they again they kind of took it and ran with it and we now have this medical education track that I'm I'm moving along as the first resident on it. It's for residents who are interested in academic medicine and medical, medical education, uh, gives a few more opportunities to get involved with, with teaching uh, opportunities for medical students, like nursing staff and therapists, and then other residency programs. So for example, I've given some talks to the internal medicine interns and residents about MSK exam and things like that. Um, again, we're, I'm provided with uh, some protected time to work on these projects and some and support to, to present at a national conference. Uh, as well as support to, to participate in a really cool faculty development course that focuses on medical education, actually. And then uh, we also, as part of this, started up a MedEd Journal Club, which is also similarly like very, very, very fun time to get to know uh, people who are, have similar interests. <clears throat> and then kind of shifting to talk about life in Milwaukee. Like I said, I'm from Atlanta, kind of the Atlanta area. I love Milwaukee. I fell in love with Milwaukee. Uh, I think it's the, like kind of the perfect size city. It's 600,000 in the city, 1.5 million in the greater metro area, in my opinion, it 
it's it's just enough that there's everything that you would want without really being so large that you have to deal with traffic which is coming from atlanta all i really care about um it's the largest city in wisconsin it's located on the lake which is beautiful i didn't realize but like we have beaches which is crazy to me um and then if you want a little bit more you can take a, a magnet trip to chicago uh, there's also an amtrak and other cities are, are within a pretty short drive so uh, I included a YouTube uh, video here for anybody. These slides are posted somewhere. Uh, wants to go take an aerial view of Milwaukee. Um, this is the lakefront. Like I said, it's like it's crazy that this really does feel like a beach. Um, the bottom right picture kind of makes me cringe a little bit with COVID. But uh, before before everything shut down, you know, people would go out in the summers. This is Bradford Beach and play beach volleyball and go go swimming. It's it's a great time. Um, we have beautiful seasons, which I thought were going to be really difficult, but they're actually really fun. Falls here are beautiful and, and the winter is actually pretty fun too. And then I think one of my favorite things most of the time is that because the winters are a little rough, uh, people love the summers. So every, most of the time, every weekend in the summer, there are festivals. So there's Summerfest. If you haven't heard of Summerfest, you should look up Summerfest. It's a huge music festival. I've never really seen anything like it. Uh, there's, you know, Oktoberfest and Petfest and Pridefest and, you know, anything that you can think of. Usually there are multiple fests going on a given weekend and everybody just kind of comes together in the community to have a really great time in the summer. We got some great sports teams. The Brewers are looking a little rough right now, but I'm sure they'll get better maybe. Um, people are really into the Bucks. I'm, I'm not huge into sports, but if, if you are, there are plenty of opportunities to, to watch sports, be involved with sports, etc. And then other activities, um, obviously all these things, maybe I imagine other programs do these things too, but there are a couple that I wanted to highlight that I think really speak to the cohesiveness of our program. Um, we have these yearly Brewers games with, with our nursing staff and therapists. So every July, the charge nurse on our the rehab floor invites all the residents basically anybody who touches the rehab floor to go out to the brewers games it's a time to get to know the new pgy2s i remember going as a new pgy2 and i got to know all the, the nurses really well and the therapists and and kind of changed my relationships with them moving forward in a really positive way and i can't think of any other any other field really where that would happen happen and it, I just think so highly of, of those opportunities uh, and then another thing that we started to, to get together as a department and spend time together with the, the residents and attendings and nurses and therapists was was third Thursdays we would go out and either go to a, a restaurant together or a, um, a brewery or one time we went to an impromptu bucks game as a, as a group Group. And obviously we can't really do those things anymore, but it shifted to a, a Thursday night Zoom happy hour where again, everybody's invited to come hang out and, and stay in touch and, and catch up, which has been really nice. Um, other really thing, important things to highlight, um, the Dr. Lee, who's the director of our spinal cord unit at the VA, um, also oversees the national National Veterans Wheelchair Games in the winter, their winter competition as well. So our residents have a really unique opportunity to get very involved with uh, wheelchair athletes, adaptive sports, especially in the veteran population. Um, so every year we have a, a group of residents who go out to, to these events. Uh, it's a really, a really cool, um, unique opportunity that, that our- Hey uh, Charlotte, I got uh, five minutes left. Cool, thanks. That kind of Dr. Lee being involved with our program kind of opens up uh, this this realm of possibilities for us. Um, other resident activities and resident funds. So this top right uh, is actually pictures from that Brewers game that I was telling you about. Um, more shenanigans with our uh, EMG didactics, and then we have um, 
retreats every year. I think the top left is from a, a retreat the year before I came here. Bottom right is one of our Tai Chi, tai chi didactics uh, experiences. Uh, I mentioned the resident retreat. I won't, I won't kind of belabor this, but every every year we go on a fun adventure. Last year we went to Six Flags, and the year before that we went like to a trampoline park. Just building up again resident cohesiveness, and we have a, a, a ball of a time doing those things. Um, super family friendly program. We had a ton of. I wish I had counted. We had a ton of babies in the program last year. Uh, this, the program is very supportive of of families and. Um, there's a, ton, a lot of stuff to do around Milwaukee as well for, for, for families and kids. A few pictures here. I won't kind of spend too much time here because I want to be able to get to questions if there are any, but as far as kind of common places to live, this is the, the historic third, third world and third, third word. And then uh, again, a view of the lake. And then Wauwatosa, which is where the hospital's actually located, is this like delightfully quaint little, little town. Um, if you ever get a chance to visit, it's, it's super cute. Uh, so in short, I want to get to questions, but I love Milwaukee. Milwaukee is an incredible, incredible city to do your training. It's easy to get around. You don't have to worry about traffic. Everything's like 15 minutes away uh, at most. Um, and there's there's a ton of stuff to do here. And if there's not enough, you can go to Chicago. Our program leadership is amazing, super responsive to feedback. Um, very, very, very approachable. And our training, I would say, is uh, exceptional across the board, especially in the realms of neuro rehab and spasticity, EMG and spinal cord injury. Um, we do well looking forward as far as like fellowships and jobs. And then there's there's nothing that can compete with the with the people here, which is kind of the main reason why I, I fell in love with this program to start with. Uh, if you have any questions, literally any questions about MCW, P, like PMNR applications, anything like that, don't hesitate to reach out. My email's here. Uh, my co-chief couldn't make it tonight. His name is Nick. Uh, his email is there as well. He says that anybody who has questions can reach out. I included our program manager Sue's email. If there's, if you have any specific questions about a particular field or a research interest or clinical interest and, and need to know who to get in touch with, you know, just ask. Um, there's some, the slide set that's posted has a couple extra slides that didn't fit here because of time. Um, but in short, the moral of my story is we're all here to help. Uh, and even if it's not specific to MCW, just reach out. Awesome. Well done, Charlotte. We have exactly two minutes for questions. So if anyone has questions, go ahead and speak up or you can drop them in the chat. How did I adjust to the winters in Milwaukee? Great question. It was a change for sure. Um, I remember that it was like mid-September and I was I had like just bought my big down coat and I was sitting outside in mid-September in my big down coat and I was um, horrified about what was to come they're not bad I actually kind of look forward to them and, and like them I mean this the snow is beautiful shoveling is a, a change um, but it's it's not bad um, I, yeah I think the uh, I, my, what I always say is the, the winters here are, I would say, sometimes easier to tolerate than the summers down south. So there's always a, a trade-off. How many beds the new rehab center will have? Uh, Dr. Ketcher, if you're on, do you know the answer to that question? What I've... It'll be a 50-bed uh, rehab hospital. Once we open, we'll start with likely 30 beds, which is similar in volume to our current inpatient capacity at Freighter Hospital.
Could, yeah, could you hear so me okay? Sports coverage, sports coverage opportunities. Um, I'm not, I'm not uh, super interested in sports, so Dr. Ketchum can supplement this. Um, I would say um, the. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, so they're typically college sports. Um, University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee School of Engineering, Mount Mary University, and then various high school um, uh, sports are available. There is um, Concordia University Hockey. So there's a mix of high school and collegiate level uh, exposure uh, for our PMNR residents. And then additionally, some of our residents have set up um, more professional cycling um, coverage as well, uh, locally also. Lots of race coverage, um, like marathons and things like that. I, I did a little bit of that. And um, the other thing is that residents can kind of seek out their own sports coverage opportunities. So we have a resident who's really interested in ski racing, and he he found a faculty to sponsor him and go help out with ski racing, which was pretty cool. Uh, I got a question about when the freestanding. Oh, I, I am sorry, we gotta. If, if we have to move on, but I will say, Charlotte, if you want to answer that in the chat, by all means, go ahead. We just need to go on to the next one. I'm sorry to cut you off. No problem. Thanks, Nick. Hey, thank you, Charlotte. Thank you again to the Medical College of Wisconsin PM&R program for joining us, as well as all the PM&R programs that have joined our virtual residency fair. For more information on the virtual residency fair, as well as PM&R scholars, head to pmrscholars.org.